Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, welcome, Victory Point Cod, pod, cod, pod, yeah, <laughs> podcast listeners. Yeah, it's Wednesday. It's hump day uh, for our podcast. So Mike got a little tongue tied there. But my name is Kevin Crawford and my guest this week is Mike Van Dree. So welcome again, Mike. Thanks for having me again. Yes. And so during the questions this week, um, actually I answer the question. Oh. So the question to me, I could have had you read it, but the question to me as the host is, where have I seen God at work recently in my life or the life of others? So Mike answered that question. Uh, and this kind of goes to what we talked a little bit about yesterday of, of witness. You know, we, uh, seeing God at work encourages us, challenges us, and knows that God is alive and active. And so one of the places I see God at work is every Tuesday morning, most Tuesday mornings, if there's not a snow day or an ice day, like we've had. <laughs> so it hasn't happened much. This week that we're recording is I do a Bible study with my son who's in eighth grade and five of his friends and uh, they love it and which is kind of strange eighth graders wake up early <laughs> before school we have breakfast different moms or dads make breakfast and we rotate that and then we look at some scripture and uh, we were looking in Ephesians and one of the boys asked directly he's like so if someone does not believe in Jesus does that mean they're separated from God forever and going to hell? Mm. That's a big question. That's a big question. For an eighth grader. For an eighth grader at approximately 7, 10 in the morning <laughs> after just stuffing his face with donuts and eggs. Oh. Um, and so, one, God is at work because God's word as through scripture was prompting him to ask that question. Yeah. Thankful that we had a safe environment for that question to be asked at our uh, kitchen table. And so that was just a, a great interaction. Um and my quick answer was that, and it was a longer conversation, but I first asked a question back and says, does love force itself on people? Mm. Was my question. If God loves us, does he force uh, himself on others? And the conversation went on from there. Nice. And so many times when there's a challenging question like that, it's better to ask a question um, than to answer. Not that I was afraid to answer. There's a truth of that. Yes, that only through Jesus Christ do we come to the through the Father, you know, and there's only life through Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life, and the fullness of life is only in Jesus. I could have said that dogmatically, which yeah. is true, and I would have been right, but to lead these eighth-grade boys to a place of understanding themselves to wrestle with and to land with, oh, this is what really love is yep. of who God is. So God, so you must have learned that from the, uh, the uh, chosen, because Jesus and the chosen ask questions all the time. I learned it from Jesus from the scriptures. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry to be the second Matt with the chosen now. Everything's no, going to be the chosen. chosen evangelist. Anyways, <laughs> but we're talking about our identity this week, and it's what we're talking about on Sunday mornings as Victory Point gathers. It's also what we're doing during this podcast season of talking about our identity, looking just at the passage, and sometimes we're going to get some context. So, Mike, we have a passage from 1 Corinthians chapter. Um, 6 verse 20, but let's read verses 19 through 20. Would you read that for us? Yes. 
Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? We just talked about that. Who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a price. So you must honor God with your body. In the context, the reality is um, is sexual morality. Yes. And so what we do with our body, so who owns our body? This is kind of, let's just go through some basic <laughs> questions here from this and get to our identity. So is our body our own? The world would say yes. Scripture says no. Yeah. Especially for the Christian, right? The, right. the Christian has been bought. I've been bought. You've been bought mm-hmm. with a really high price. Right. And what is that price? Death. Life. Yeah. Right? Like Jesus gave his life. And mm-hmm. we also believe that, that he also bore the wrath of God. Like, right. So it wasn't just a Roman crucifixion, which was horrific. It was bearing the wrath of God. Like he paid that p- price to, to, to redeem us, to save us from death's grip. So, yeah, he's the one that owns it. So w- what do we see about our identity here then? Yeah. So, and again, I think this is so beautiful because we can get to sexual sin and be like, you shouldn't do that. Mm, yeah. You shouldn't do that because you want to please God versus like, no, like our identities, like the temple. But I think in this one, um, flesh out a little bit more is you've been bought with a price. Yeah. And and that's beautiful because it comes out of a place of love versus I ought to versus I get to. Mm-hmm. Like, Kevin, you've been bought with such a price that you get to honor Christ with your body. Yeah. Like, like your body gets to be used for the glory of God instead of just the pleasing of flesh or serving the world or being a slave to the world. Like, bought with the price of that. Mike, same thing. Listener, same thing. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, our identity, there's twofold in here. It's temple, but I think flesh out is we've been bought with a huge price. Yeah. We were worth it. Yeah. And so I, if we go back to Monday, the four questions I kind of introduced of like, who is God? What has God done? Who are we? And then what do we do? From this passage, I would say, who is God first? He's a redeemer. What has he done? He's bought us. Yep. Then who are we? We're not our own. Yeah. And then the, what do we do is we're stewards. Yes. Um, and he, in this passage too, that just is, is hitting me is like, he, we think it, many times he he bought our quote unquote redeemed rescued our soul. Yep, which is true. Yep, but is it that's not the entire truth from this passage? He has bought or redeemed our entire being. Correct. Heart, mind, body, and soul. Um, and so, if we are, what's the difference between being a steward and an owner of something? Let's. I mean, it's a, an owner means that I get to choose my own, right? Like, right. I am the one that chooses what happens. Like, think think of a house. As an owner of a house, um, I can change the paint color. I can tear down walls. I can take out cabinets. I can do anything I want without asking any questions to anyone except for my wife, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, right. I, I get to do that. But a steward, like, if if some rich person told me, hey, can you be a steward of my house, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't just tear out cabinets without asking. I would right. say, what what is it that 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 you want me to do with this house so that it brings you honor and glory and joy because right. this is your house mm-hmm. so again if if i look at at my body then i should ask question what does god want me to do with it mm-hmm. how does god want me to bring him honor what is it that god wants because of my identity who i am then affects the things i do right so it's a steward of our body yes specifically from this passage is sexual yes how we steward it sexually um, in, a, in 
Uh, and it's just not like, oh, we're, we live in a sex-crazed culture, because actually what Paul's writing to in 2 Corinth right here <laughs> is as it is uh, Las Vegas on steroids, Yes, if you want to say. And so many times people are like, well, in the Bible times, it was much easier. No, they had <laughs> temple worship where people were naked and having se- sex with prostitutes and everything that happens today, nothing's new under the sun. Yeah. Um, and so... What does this practically look like in our lives if we, if our identity is we're not our own? Yep. Um, what does that look like in our lives, um, both sexually and everything in our life in stewardships? What are your, what, what, how does that challenge you, Mike? To ask God. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, like, that's what hmm. so often I just go and do. Yeah. And I think this, right, as we said, this, this starts with the sexual, but it can apply to many places. There's not a lot of days that I, I sit down and start, God, what is it that you want me to do with my time, who I am, the gifts you've given me today? Mm-hmm. And I just go and do. And so I'm even convicted that often I act like I'm the owner, mm. but it's because I don't realize often the price that I've been bought with. Yeah. Like how simple would it be? Just in, in a meaningful, not just going through, but just start a prayer. Even in the shower, I can ask this, God, what is it that, that you want me to do? Yeah. Like it doesn't take any more time. But it's the willingness to be like, God, you bought me such a high price. Thank you. Tell me what it is that, that you want me to do today. Mm-hmm. And then do it. Right. Like it could be that simple. But I like to pretend I'm the owner. Yeah. Yeah. And, and since we've had our body our entire life, which is a weird phrase to say, we kind of take it for granted. Yep. And we presume that it's ours. Yeah. You know, where somebody gives you a gift then, well, okay, now I'm going to steward this, you know, or um, say, you know, you had a heart transplant, a physical heart transplant. You'd be like, okay, I need to potentially take care of this. Or someone had a liver transplant. You're like, you're going to change your way because you've been entrusted with something. You've been given another opportunity and a new perspective with that. And I think for me, as I grow older, and my tent of the body is not what it used to be. It takes more upkeep. Yes. <laughs> um, physically and, uh, and, and, and purity as well. It doesn't, you know, temptation does not go away. And so, um, our, so let me ask this last question um, of you. If, if we are stewards of our body, that's kind of our identity. Um, we're not our own. What is a challenge that you want to give our listeners today? Our question. Ooh. I think I'm going to go back. <clears throat> Man, um, I'm, I'm going to go back to the the challenges. Let's start every day asking God. First of all, thank you for purchasing, mm-hmm. saving me, redeeming me, me, the whole of me, my heart, soul, mind, body. Mm-hmm. And what is it that you want me to do with that today? Mm-hmm. I think it's a huge challenge because, again, yeah. it starts with who we are, and then it's how am I stewarding this to you, Lord? Great. We'll end with that. Thanks, Mike. Yep. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.